What up, what up? Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. It's me again, Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this episode initially was going to be about feminine energy strictly. And the more I researched, the more I dug deep into it, I realized I have to discuss the nature of what it's like to be in your toxic state, masculine and feminine. I'm kind of required to talk about both. I don't have to harp as hard as I would like to on toxic feminism, which is a whole subset in and of itself. What I'd like to actually discuss, because I'm solution-based, is going over these wounded, these traits of the wounded, right? When you're when you're in a state of woundedness, which means you're in a state of not healing or stagnancy, is what I would that's how I perceive that. When when you've been emotionally all woo, something traumatized you or hurt your feelings. And you're trying to figure out how to get back um, or where you're just like in that perpetual state that becomes a level of toxicity. If you don't figure out how to heal and move forward with your life, you can become a toxic person to the people around you. Um, The behaviors episode covered how living in the past is absolutely a toxic trait. So sometimes when things wound us, we get stuck in that space. And that's where I think understanding the variations of what feminine and masculine energy are and how feminine traits look like this masculine traits look like that these are not woman problems man problems these are universal traits that can be taken on by any of us at any point so in understanding the layers at which these wounded traits affect us can be helpful so that we can move forward with how to heal ourselves or at least how to rethink what we're doing with our responses and at the end of the day if you can rethink how you're responding to some stuff you can help yourself change in a much easier way but you do have to get creative and you have to want to so there's that anyway thanks for being here let's get into it going to get into a bit of the traits of the wounded masculine. These traits are applied universally and I think it's important to note that they are masculine traits. Um, Traits like abusive power. That's, you know, we consider controllingness and competitiveness to be destructive, wounded masculine traits being hyper competitive, hyper controlling because those are masculine traits, Um, but also an abusive power. So being a perpetrator, being the dominator, um, being the aggressor, those are all wounded masculine traits or toxic masculine traits, but they, they apply universally. So they don't just apply to men. I think we often apply those traits to men when we say them out loud. But if you can think about even a woman being in a space of dominance or a space of aggression, a space of hyper competitiveness or hyper control she's stuck in her masculine in a way there's toxic masculine in there um the other kind of things that are associated with wounded masculine is confrontation and criticism i think that criticism is often associated with a feminine trait but it's a masculine trait it's left-brained it makes sense that it's in the masculine side the wounded masculine is criticizing is picking things apart just to pick them apart right I thought that was pretty interesting to note that criticism and abuse are both considered masculine traits. Um, I think abuse makes sense because it's also correlated with dominance and confrontation. Um, Avoidance is also a masculine trait. I thought that was really interesting because, I don't know, I guess it makes sense when you think about it maybe to some degree, but for me, avoidance 
was one that I think we associate very highly with being a feminine trait and it's actually a masculine trait. So all of these things are masculine traits that are wrapped up into each individual in different places. I think that anyone who says they haven't ever been the perpetrator of some criticism or some bullshit just is lying to themselves. This state of masculinity is absolutely in every single one of us um, in terms of the lower frequency nature of it. But so is the divine aspects of masculine nature. And those exist as well. The natural um, divine aspects of masculine are things like confidence, inner strength, responsibility, focus. Those are masculine traits that we get to bring into our daily lives. We get to project those in here um, as far as well as stability, direction. I think protection is usually associated with masculinity, but I think even women show a level of protection in their nurturing and we don't ever associate the mama bear kind of stuff with masculine, but these are masculine traits. You are a universal individual. So am I. And the coolest part about that is like these elements of recognizing that when you're having courage or when you're having discipline or when you're feeling capable, you're stepping into your divine masculine. You're holding your divine masculine in place. Other divine masculine traits would be certainty, assertiveness, stability, capability, clarity. That one's cool. That's neat. I think clarity is when we definitely correlate a lot with feminine energy and and it makes sense that it is not because clarity involves the left brain the masculine traits and qualities that we all exhibit um, within come from the left brain world left left brain side of the world Um, that's why we have things like music to help us correlate the two of them that's why we have things like art to help us correlate the two of them now the top main ways to look at masculine, at least from a couple of different energetic perspectives, are, is first, it's active energy. Um, masculine is also giving energy. Um, it's expansive. It's outward. Um, it's also projective. Um, whereas feminine qualities and traits are going to be receptive. But we're going to get into that a little bit further. The wounded feminine or toxic feminine energy in a universal way is when we exhibit behaviors like codependency or behaviors like neediness or victimhood. It doesn't matter who it is, man or woman. That's toxic feminine energy when you're being a victim or you're acting like you're powerless or you're extremely overly sensitive or you're extremely overly codependent, like over-emotional. Those are toxic feminine, wounded feminine energies. These can apply to all of us. I mean, how many times you seen dudes go into spaces where they're like, feel powerless. They just literally feel like they're powerless. Like, bro, how many times you seen them get into overly sensitive states or overly emotional states, maybe codependent even. I feel like the sensitive probably jumps in when they're not really emotive. But nonetheless, men can have neediness as well. These traits definitely get associated with women a lot. 
more in terms of like manipulation, withholding and weakness, but applies in such a weird blanket way. And we don't talk about it without blaming all sorts of other things outside of personal accountability. And I realize you can't just like walk up to someone and be like, change your mind. You should feel better. That's unrealistic. But I do think it's okay to tell people, hey, here's how the energy fields around you work. You should, I don't know, care. And the more you care, the more you can actually help yourself further. So I don't know. That's kind of a key element to that. But I think it's important to back up off of people and just let them be where they're supposed to be. I think it's super easy for us to get into our opinions and try to tell people what to do. But the truth is like so much harder than that. Just stay up out of everybody's business. Focus on the stuff you like, you know, do the things you like to do. Um, the natural feminine or divine feminine behaviors that are associated um, is stillness, flow, radiance, um, understanding and nurturing, tenderness. These are all very easily identifiable with females, but you can think about times where men have been nurturing or men have been tender to you. Maybe. No, not everyone, obviously. Um, kindness, intuition, creative, feeling. All of those things are universal. Men have these things too. It's funny that we, we don't think of men as like having any sort of sensitivity or any sort of emotional awareness or any sort of um, flow or, or like calmness to them. I think we always kind of sometimes we have a society that sets us up to see very polarized views. And now we have a society set up around all sorts of like gender layers. So masculine and feminine as core energy behavior components is just helpful to make note of because then when someone is stuck in their toxic masculine, you can pay attention to that. When you're stuck in your own toxic masculine, you can pay attention to that. Um, when you're stuck in your toxic feminine, like your codependency or whatever, you can totally take notes there. Um, same thing with the behaviors that we take on on a regular basis when we get pissed off, manipulation and um, or blaminess, like trying to play the victim all the time. Like, let's think very clearly about the ways in which we actually apply these at such minute levels and we can make changes um, fairly easily. It's not too complicated to do. So I would encourage at least doing a little bit more research on this. I think overall... Um, good thing to make note of feminine qualities would be um, as far as the overall energetic principles would be receptiveness, um, which we've mentioned previously, passiveness, uh, contractive, intuitive and inward. So um, when we go to the masculine, that's like projective, receptive, um, passive and active, giving and contractive, expansive and intuitive, inward and outward. Yin and yang, light and dark, low and high, open, closed. That's how energy works. Then there's always a peaceful center point. There's always a neutral center point. It's what holds them both together. It often gets left out. Like when we talk divine masculine, divine feminine, we don't ever talk about divine. What I should say is just divinity, genuine divinity, because it's what holds all layers of this together, toxic and divine, is overall divinity. You're having an experience. It's an overall divine one. You get to do what you choose to do with it. 
And I hope we all make the right choices or at least what we feel are the right choices for ourselves and including myself. I'd like to wake up one day and just change all the habits that I'm not interested in having anymore. Can I just clap, clap and get my laundry folded? That would be nice. Anyways, I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you for listening. I hope you guys are uh, enjoying these, each and every one of them. I know they've been kind of long. If you would like to leave any voice messages, you can do so on the Anchor app. Anyway, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, peace. We're going to get into a bit of the traits of the wounded masculine. These traits are applied universally. And I think it's important to note that they are masculine traits, um, traits like abusive power. Tra- that's, you know, we consider controllingness and competitiveness to be a, a destructive, wounded masculine traits, being hyper competitive, hyper controlling, because those are masculine traits, um, but also an abusive power. So being a perpetrator, being the dominator, um, being the aggressor. Those are all wounded masculine traits or toxic masculine traits, but they they apply universally. So they don't just apply to men. I think we often apply those traits to men when we say them out loud. But if you can think about even a woman being in a space of dominance or a space of aggression, a space of hyper competitiveness or hyper control, she's stuck in her masculine in a way. There's toxic masculine in there. Um, the other kind of things that are associated with wounded masculine is confrontation and criticism. I think that criticism is often associated with a feminine trait, but it's a masculine trait. It's left-brained. It makes sense that it's in the masculine side. The wounded masculine is criticizing, is picking things apart just to pick them apart, right? I thought that was pretty interesting to note that criticism and abuse are both considered masculine traits. Um, I think abuse makes sense because it's also correlated with dominance and confrontation. Um, avoidance is also a masculine trait. I thought that was really interesting because I don't know, I guess it makes sense when you think about it maybe to some degree, but for me, avoidance was one that I think we associate very highly with being a feminine trait and it's actually a masculine trait. So all of these things are masculine traits that are wrapped up into each individual in different places. I think that anyone who says they haven't ever been the perpetrator of some criticism or some bullshit just is lying to themselves. This state of masculinity is absolutely in every single one of us um, in terms of the lower frequency nature of it. But so is the divine aspects of masculine nature. And those exist as well. The natural um, divine aspects of masculine are things like confidence inner strength, responsibility, focus. Those are masculine traits that we get to bring into our daily lives. We get to project those in here um, as far as well as stability, direction. I think protection is usually associated with masculinity, but I think even women show a level of protection in their nurturing and we don't ever associate the mama bear kind of stuff with masculine, but these are masculine traits. You are a universal individual. So am I. And the 
coolest part about that is like these elements of recognizing that when you're having courage or when you're having discipline or when you're feeling capable, you're stepping into your divine masculine. You're holding your divine masculine in place. Other divine masculine traits would be certainty, assertiveness, stability, capability, clarity. That one's cool. That's neat. I think clarity is when we definitely correlate a lot with feminine energy and and it makes sense that it is not because clarity involves the left brain. The masculine traits and qualities that we all exhibit um, within come from the left brain world, left brain side of the world. Um, That's why we have things like music to help us correlate the two of them. That's why we have things like art to help us correlate the two of them. Now, the top main ways to look at masculine, at least from a couple of different energetic perspectives, uh, is first, it's active energy. Um, Masculine is also giving energy. Um, It's expansive. It's outward. Um, It's also projective. Um, Whereas feminine qualities and traits are going to be receptive. But we're going to get into that a little bit further. It goes without saying that your vibe attracts your tribe. So as I've stated kind of a bunch of different times in this series, I did this for some self-reflection throughout this Mercury retrograde. Instead of continuing to add to the Mercury retrograde, I kind of wanted to like really break apart my own toxic behaviors. And I got a lot of opportunities while I was recording this to just attract all the crazy toxic for all the observation in my life. And super thankful for that but the next series is going to be about divinity or something uplifting because we're trying to attract the right kind of energies and these podcasts are geared to be solution-based or they're geared to be at least um, thinking-based and thought-provoking that is my intention when I do things because I like to think and I like conversations that provoke deeper insight so there's levels to how what we project and what we put out here absolutely reverbs itself back to us. And I've had enough with the damn toxic business. So without further ado, thank you for listening to the series. I hope you liked it. Feel free to follow me around on social media. You can find me as Drea Yeah everywhere. And peace. <laughs>